0: I'm saying it's going to be a great day today. Well, man, I'm so excited. If you guys have your uh, Bibles, get them out. If you guys have notes, we are note takers here at New Wave Church. You know why? Because notes never forget. They don't. If you go back to those things. I have notes on my phone for the last four years of great things that God did, what he sowed into my heart. But man, i got a great word for us today. But man, I do feel that those that show up on, on Thanksgiving weekend, man, there's an anointing on those people. But man, thank you for, so much for being here. We do at New Wave Church, to give you a little behind the scenes, we do series at New Wave Church because we do believe that God speaks. And there are different moments. I, you know, Maybe there's some churches call it rhema words or a now word. We believe there's now series. That there's kind of anthems that God speaks to us that we feel like, man, if we can grab a hold of this right now, man, our families are gonna be changed. Our marriages are gonna be changed. Our eyes of faith are gonna grow. And we're gonna go into one of those series right now. So as I was praying these last few days, as we were wrapping up on the Holy Spirit and then Pastor Joel came and spoke a great word last week, is man, I wanna go into this idea to, today. God gave me this download as I was driving. Chris, tell my people to lift up their eyes. Chris, tell my people to lift up their eyes. Just a, a quick phrase, lift up your eyes. It's, it's, it's wild in our generation more than ever. It's actually studies that have shown this, Stanford, Yale, all these. It's say, man, people are more prone to look down more than ever. And most likely, as we know, it's technology, right? We're always looking down on our phones. But, but I believe that is how it is in the natural. But I believe it's the way in the spiritual, too. I believe God wants to do way more than we could imagine. I think as we turn our eyes to what God wants to do, that's when we begin to see the greatest things take place in our family history. And it's wild that this phrase, lift up your eyes, is all over the Bible. It's when God desires us to see beyond what we are seeing. If there was anything that Aubrey and I, our, our team, felt that as we were planting New Wave Church, just again, the right now word is that, man, that the eyes of the people of Michigan need to get up off the ground. That we need to, to stop going over old, old conversations, old history, old, man, this is how it used to be, and begin to get our eyes up to what God is doing right now. It says this in Isaiah that, hey, the, the prophet would say this, I am doing a new thing, but, are, but do you perceive it? See, it's not about seeing with our physical eyes. It's, it's being able to sharpen our spiritual ones. And here's what I found those that want to see breakthrough, miracles, even seeing the impossible, it's this it's not trying harder. Man, I say try harder. I say try harder. I just say try. Harder. No, no, no. I would say this. No, we need to see better. Okay? It's not about trying. It's not about works. It's not about trying to get everything. It's, it's like, God, would you give me the eyes in which you have? Let me see the things in which you're doing. It's kind of like this, in Orange County, we used to love to surf, and it's this, timing the wave. It's being able to, to time the wave, when to paddle, when to stand up, it's the exact same thing when it comes to the things of the Spirit. It's, man, learning the rhythms of what God is saying, and I do believe it right now. I believe we're about ready, it's historical, I believe we're on the cusp of something great in this state. But I'm just telling you this, it's kind of crazy, those that get to experience it, those that get to be able to invest their family into it are those that see it too. Yes. I just feel like this. It's time for us to lift up our eyes. Lift up our eyes. God. There's so much verses. Lift up our eyes, and God's going to do some great things. You guys with me today? So return with me to Genesis chapter 13. We're going to see our first lift up your eyes when it comes to the person of Abram. Abram. So chapter 12, give you some history here in Genesis chapter 12. This is when, this is actually when God speaks to Abram. It says, actually, leave your country, leave your country and your kindred to a place in which I will show you. Again, eyes, so I'm gonna show you this, Abram. But hey, you gotta pack it up, you're gonna leave. We see that in chapter 12. It says this, God would say, Abraham, here's why. I'm gonna bless you, I'm gonna make you a great nation, and I'm gonna make your name great. See, these promises never change. We invest our lives in the things of God. Guess what God's gonna do? He's gonna do this, he's gonna bless us, He's going to make us a great people. And guess what he does? He's going to make our name great. And here's the thing about our names and our family lineages. It doesn't matter what family you come from. I'm just going to tell you this. When your bloodline is in Jesus Christ alone, I'm just going to tell you this. You have new lineages, you have new destinies, and you have new futures. Well, Pastor Chris, that's prosperity gospel. No, that's called blessing. And we do this all the time. There's error in some type of theology, so we throw it all the way out. And can you take those things to extreme? Absolutely. But God desires to bless his people. So the end of chapter 12, there's a famine in the land. So Abram and and Lot and everyone goes down to Egypt. They're down there for a while. And then they end up coming back up, back into Canaan. And now we read this. Genesis chapter 13, verses 8 through 18. 10 verses for you today. Then Abraham said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me, and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Isn't that the whole land before you? Is not, oh, sorry, I'm just, gonna, I'm just going here. Sorry, I didn't. There's so much. There's so much that God wants to do. There's more land. There's, isn't there enough land? Yeah. Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. And if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes, didn't he? And saw that the Jordan Valley was watered, well watered, everywhere like a garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt in the direction of Zor. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, before it got really hot, okay? Uh, so that was funny. Uh, so Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley, and Lot journeyed east, okay? And they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Of course, you know the story. Lot ended up camping out actually at the center of the city. It's kind of how, like how sin works, It's like like how temptation works. It's like, no, no, I'll just be on the outside. And before we know it, unless we heed to the convictions, we'll be at the center of the city. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. Now here we go, verse 14. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated, say leave it. Leave it. From him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land that you see, say see it. See it. I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Wa- arise and walk through. Say, walk it. Walk, walk it. Walk. The length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved. Say, move in. Move in. How about this? Say, move it. Move, move it. His tent and came and settled by the oaks of Mamre, which are at Hebron, and there he built and altar to the Lord. So, we're going to talk about this passage today. But if you're taking uh, notes to tell my messages, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Let me pray. God, I want to thank you, God, for your word, God, that went forth. And God, we do pray today, God, as it says, God, it says, you don't speak and it returns to you empty. I would pray today, God, for every person, God, in this room today, God, any individual that joined us today, God, would you impact them? God, would you speak to them in Jesus' name? Everyone said? Amen. 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 Here, I got a question for you today. Have you ever seen something differently than someone else? You're all, oh yeah, all the time. So um, in our house, we love Christmas. Anyone love Christmas? Okay, awesome. How many of you love Christmas trees? Okay, Christmas trees. I guarantee my wife loves Christmas trees more than you do. I'm just telling you. Um, because here's how I grew up. I grew up one, one, uh, with a family, single dad, a sister. We got one tree a year. It was awesome. Hopefully two weeks before Christmas, we got it. But man, we're doing things differently these days because my wife sees things differently. So I'm like, hey, hey I'm, good with, uh, I'm good with one tree. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. But my wife, as we actually were able to buy a home this year, um, we're getting more trees. And so um, my wife has a great plan. So I walk into my house and, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I would love to see a tree right here. Okay, cool, we'll, we'll get that tree. And before I know it right now, I'm living in, the, I'm living in Santa Claus's uh, whatever you call it. I see trees everywhere. I I see trees like men walking. Sorry, that's from scripture. I see trees everywhere. By my my steps, I go into the other room because you can't just have one modern tree in another room with beautiful, nice, elegant um, um, uh, ornaments. You need another tree too that all the kids' ornaments can go on too. You guys know that? So we separate the trees. Fire room, elegant tree. Our, our, our living room, we got the, the kids' ornaments, so we put that tree up, but we're not done yet. Because my wife sees things differently than I do. So I walk into the dining room. And kids, if you're with me, it's like going through like the pine trees. I walk into my dining room, and sure enough, there's two more trees over there. We have five, come on somebody, we have five trees in my house right now, okay? We have one real one and four plastic trees, but, but she sees things differently than I do, and it's, and it's crazy, I know it's kind of, kind of funny, joking around about this, but even spiritually, I was thinking about this, that a lot of times in our life, the way we were raised, you say, I'm good with one tree, and it's amazing that when someone sees something differently, it's like God is able to bless us, I, I wrote this down, I believe many times we settle in places God only wants us to pass through, and that is. And again, like I said, it's Christmas trees, but I do believe for many of us in the room, I believe that we're willing to settle with this when God actually wants us to lift our eyes to be able to receive something more. That is what the season in which we're in. I do believe that. It's time to to lift up our eyes. It's time to get the sleepies out of our eyes and be able to see what God has for our life. But if we are to see what God has in store for us, our families, our marriages, we have to do this. We have to leave it. We have to leave it. Say leave it. We have to leave it. I've been in ministry 20 years now. And the difference between, I believe this, those that have entered into what God has promised them and those that didn't. It's crazy. Start off in the same place, in the same church, same pastor, same everything. The difference between those two individuals, from one entering into what God has for them, and the other person is this. One was willing to leave the thing which hindered them. That's the difference. I love this verse right here in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, we're going back a little bit, and from your kindred. Here's the crazy thing about uh, Genesis chapter 12 and 13. Lot was never supposed to go with him. Do you guys realize that? Hey, hey, uh, Abraham, uh, go from your country, oh yeah, and your family. And it says in the next verses, oh, and Lot went with him. Disobedience, Abraham. If you guys don't know it, Abra- uh, Lot caused so many problems for Abraham. Constant distraction. Abraham now is a forerunner, a patriarch to go into a land in which God is going to bless. And now Lot is causing all sorts of problems. Constant attention, distraction. And here was crazy. Ultimately, ultimately, I believe he had unmuzzled passions. Why? Well, because he had choice between two different lands, and he chose the one that looked shiny on the outside. It's like no, no, that sounds good. And he's living on the outside. Before you know it, he's actually at the beginning, uh, actually at the center of the city. I think mean, many times why we can't see God clearly is because someone or something is in the way. Crazy passage here. It said that God didn't speak to Abram until Lot left. It's wild. God didn't even show Abraham what he was going to be able to enter into until Lot was out of the picture. Well, Pastor Chris, but this person in my life, They have good intentions, they're they're nice. Hey, how about this? It's comfortable, it's familiar. And I just wanna encourage you with this. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I'm just telling you this. And I think these are, I think we want so many things for our life and our future, but I would just encourage you to this. Go ahead and take inventory of those that that are circled around you. And you will find at times there's lots, and maybe it's not even an individual, maybe it's even what you're participating in. I just wanna be real with you today, because I want us to see clearly. I think sometimes why individuals don't advance, don't grow, is because they're, they're still learning old lessons in which God wants them to graduate from. Right. Yeah. Say, man, I want you to, to be able to step into this. I want you to be able to see this, but still, there's this thing. Or there's this, per, or there, it's like, and until they are removed, or until this thing is removed, you're not going to be able to see me clearly because they're blocking your vantage point. And it wasn't until a Lot left that Abraham was able to see what God was asking him to see. So here's a, here's, a, here's a great thought. I just want to teach you guys a little bit today. Who to surround yourself with. Here's the thing. Who, if you had a choice of individuals, environments to be in, what would you choose? I want to encourage you with these. Those who are led by their convictions. Those who are led by convictions. Have you ever been in, in a movie? I know it's a, a movie. And you're like, man, this thing is raunchy and crazy. And then we just like sit there and endure it. I'm thinking, who are the ones that we will surround ourselves with that are willing to walk out of that thing? I'm just telling you. It's those that are led by convictions. Man, I feel this inside. I don't think this should be the right thing to do. And then guess what? They're able to lead those environments. So those are the individuals you want to surround ourselves with. Not perfect people, but those that have a conviction in their heart. I so said, man, this isn't, God, this, isn't God's, this isn't what God has for us. Hey, hey, we need to get out of this environment. See, people that are led by their convictions. And I would say this, number two, those who are going where you want to end up. It's so awesome to, to see individuals that are like two, three, four, five steps years ahead of you. They're making difficult decisions. They're, they're end of, they, want, they have the marriage that you want. Not perfect, but they have a marriage that, that you want. They have, they have kids that are being raised that know Jesus. There's, see, here's the thing. Surround yourself with individuals that are living the life in which you want to end up. Are we saying comparison? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we get to choose who we actually surround ourselves with. And I've seen this so many times in the local church. Guys, hear my heart, hear my heart. It's like they come into an environment like this. God is moving. God is doing awesome things. And they link up with someone else, okay? And then there's a place of compromise. And, it's, and here's why. Because no one's going higher. Here's the thing. No one ever drifts uphill. They don't. Take any marriage, take anyone. Take any, any, any relationship. Someone's here, someone's here. Guess what? They're going to go right here. It happens every single time. I just want to encourage you in this season right now, because I just believe it's like a now word. Be very, very mindful. Not mean, not critical, not judgmental, but take inventory of your environment. Who are you surrounding yourself around? And I'm telling you right now, from from this beautiful state of Michigan, come on, give me the glove. Come on, come on. There's been so much toxicity in this state. Oh, man, this is, this is awful, and this is how it's always going to be. And, man, I just said, it's like, my gosh. It's just like, shush. No, 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 I understand that. But this is what God is going to do in the midst of it. I know that. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But guess what? I'm going to tell you something different. Those are the people you want to be around. Gosh, I'm just telling you. And when we choose to do this, I'm just going to tell you, you're going to begin to see your life elevate and elevate and elevate. It's going to be awesome. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So once you leave it, now know what we can do. We can see it. We can see it. Once we leave it, now we can see it. I love the word imagination. I love the the word imagination because it's not used very much anymore. I love growing up. All I needed was a cardboard box, a cardboard box and just to go outside that's all I needed, right? Maybe, maybe adults, you give me a hand wave right here. You guys remember those, those times? We didn't need much. So I even find myself, you know, with our kiddos. We have five of them. Our oldest is almost 17, all the way down to nine years old. And I, I hear myself being that dad. You know, just like, hey, um, oh, we can't do this. We can't do this. How about this? Use your I- imagination. They're like, what's that, dad? Can you fill me in? What's, what's imagination? No, it's actually a, a, a time where you get to imagine who you are, in the environment which you create. Here's what I believe about scripture, and this is what I believe is taking place right here in Genesis chapter 13. It's an imagination moment. It's when God shows up to Abraham and said, hey, hey, Abraham, hey, hey, we're friends, right, Abram? Hey, here's the thing. Um, I want you to imagine something. I want you to open your eyes, and as far as you see, I'm gonna give you. Know what's crazy about that thought? How far would you see? Would you see five feet in front of you? Would you see the end of this room? Would you see this this city, Lake Orion? Would you see Detroit? Or would you go beyond Ohio? You see what I mean? And here's what I'm trying to to draw us into. That is what God will do. It's based on what we see. See, I believe believe New Wave Church is going to get planted here in Lake Orion. I'm just going to tell you this. We love Lake Orion. We love this region. But we're a regional church. Because I believe what God wants to do in the state of Michigan is way beyond Lake Orion, on, way beyond Auburn Hills. I, I just see it, but, but here's the thing. it's because it's the eyes in which we see. So I'm going to encourage you, mom and dad, sisters, brothers, everyone in the house. I just want to encourage you this. How, get in, get, check your eyes spiritually. How far are you seeing? And I just want to encourage you to, I'm going to pray about it right now, God I'd even pray right now, individuals in this room, They going, "Hey, Pastor Chris, I only see six feet. I would say God for a breakthrough of vision in this house. I pray, God, they wouldn't even just see this room, but God, they see all four corners of the state of Michigan. People, God, falling in love with you, God, people encountering you, God, people getting saved, and God, you doing miracles in our midst. God, I pray, God, that our eyes would be opened up. But because I believe this, what God reveals in those times of prayer is what we'll be able to see. Genesis chapter 13, verse 15 says, this, For all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring. I love it. Write this down. What you see in the presence of God is what matters most. What you see in the presence of God is what matters most. Some of you, if this is your first time here today, I just want to encourage that you're actually sitting in a vision. You're sitting actually in a moment, 2018, when my wife and I, we were taking a sabbatical in Lake Oran. I mean, sorry, in White Lakes. I know some of you guys have heard this. I'm just going to keep preaching it because it's vision. And God gave me a vision as I was praying one morning, that God was going to revive this entire state. But it was a vision. And it was wild because it was in that prayer time that I began to see something in which I've never seen before. That God began to to give me a burden for what broke his heart, to to give me a, a, a future in which he desires to see in this state. But it's because it was in a moment that we were dreaming with God. So I wanna encourage you, when you pray, when God speaks to you in your car to work, those are the most vital moments. Take inventory of those things. Those are the moments that, those are the things that you take to the bank. Is that because when you spend time with Jesus and when he begins to speak to you, that's where the things that hold on dear. So here's the question for you, what do you see? Let's dream a little bit, you guys wanna dream with me today? What do you see for your marriage? What do you see for your kids? What do you see for your vocation? How about this, what do you see for your future? I just want to encourage you with this. As you spend time with God and you bring those things to him, here's what's going to happen. He's going to give you a vision. He's going to give you a dream. He's going to give you something to be able to pray about, to sow into. And you're like, well, I want my kid to return, God. Guess what? See it. You hear it? God's saying that? Guess what? You take it to the bank, and guess what? You pray about it. And guess what? Well, I don't, and we'll talk about this in a second, and then we're going to walk it but we gotta see it first. I'll tell you what I see, you wanna know what I see? I see Michigan waking up and living its finest hour. I see mom and dad saying, I didn't know life could look like this. I see the lost coming home, the defeated turning back to God. I see addiction being broken off. I see people getting healthy, come on somebody. I see businesses being created during worship services. I see it, I see it. I see a ministry building. I see it where our youth can gather, have midweek services, and hold classes for our college. I see it. God's shown me this. I see it with my eyes as clear as day. I see us hosting a yearly conference where we have worship and bring in the generals of the faith in order to bless, not our church, the Capital C Church. I see it with my eyes. I'm just telling you. It's what God has spoken to me. I've been praying See, a lot of times when it comes to prayer, I, and I want us to be such a church that is known for prayer. If you're with us for, for a year or a hundred years, does that mean I know how to pray? Because these are the intimate moments with God. I just want to encourage you today. Spend time with God. He will speak to you. He will show you things. As you spend time, and God will ask you this question. Hey, uh, hey, 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 Chris, what do you see? Hey, John, what do you see? Right, MJ, what do you see? Hey, Jonathan, what do you, what do you see? How far do you see? And watch, watch what God will show you. But here's the thing. How do you know you are seeing clearly? I just want to encourage you today. It will seem impossible right now. I know, I know. You're looking around. Well, Pastor Chris, that's so cool. That's awesome, all these things. But I don't fully see it yet. That's okay. Know why? Because it might seem impossible right now. But mark my words. There's gonna be a day that you go back into old archives of audio and go, I remember when our pastor saw that and when he shared it and now we're seeing it. It might seem impossible now, but it's not impossible for God. How do you know that you're seeing clearly? It might seem impossible right now. Hey, 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 Pastor, I don't know if my son or daughter could actually come home. I don't actually know if the, the spirit of addiction could break off someone. I understand that, but guess what? God can do that. And here's the second thing. Here's how you know it's a God dream. It's a God vision. You know only God can make it happen. That's it. And this is so hard for the educated in the room. I understand it. We live in an affluent area. I love it. I love the deep things of God. I love accommodations. I love the scholars. I love all that. But I think sometimes we read ourselves so retarded. (laughs) We're so smart, we're stupid. We are. I know that, I know that, I know that, but you never see it. I want to know, but I want to see. We don't have to choose the, the truth of the word and the Holy Spirit. We love them both. But can we have eyes? Can we have eyes to see that, God, only you can make this happen? Can I get a witness in the room right now? Man, I'm excited. I see it. I know it's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm leaning in today. I'm leaning in. So once you see it, here's the next thing you need to do. We need to walk it. We need to walk it. We need to walk it. October 20, 2022, we walked it. God spoke to us about Michigan to have a conversation with our pastors. Guess what we did. No, no, we're just not going to see it. We're going to walk it. We boarded an airplane. Our pastor said this, hey, hey, uh, Kristen Aubrey, uh, I'll send you to any state, wherever you want to go. You feel led to Waco, Texas, I'll send you to Waco. You feel led to Florida, guess what? We'll send you to Florida. You're not an orphan, but you're son and daughter of this house, wherever you feel like God is calling you, we're gonna send you. We'll take care of it. Here, uh, Let's go be honest, we're gonna take care of your salary for a whole year. Because we know God speaks to you. Awesome, right? So guess what we did, we walked it. We boarded a plane, Delta Airlines. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'll take that seat. Come on. Direct flight, Orange County, 830 in the morning. I'll take it. We boarded an airplane. We, we did it. We, we uh, rented an Airbnb right here in Lake Orion, And every morning we woke up, Aubrey and I did, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. And then we walked it. Walked downtown. Walked it. We walked all the way down to Pontiac. We went down outskirts of Detroit. We, we, we walked it. We went down to where she grew up in Warren. We, we walked the area because we knew we can't just see it, but we have to walk it. And I'm just telling you right now, I believe there's promotions in the room. I believe there's sons and daughters, like I said, coming home. It's, it's how we decide not just to see it, but to walk it. Well, how do I walk it? My prodigal is going away. Walk around their bed. They're gone. Walk around their bedroom where they used to lay their head. You want to see something crazy take place in your business? Walk your building. Yeah. Well, that sounds crazy. Okay, I'm sorry, but I see it right here. What if we were a church that walked it? So we did it. See, everything that we see requires action. I'm just telling you. Sometimes we, what, 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 we leave it. Sometimes we see it, but we don't walk it. we got to get our feet, our boots on the ground. It happens all over Scripture, Genesis chapter 13. I just read Deuteronomy 11. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Every place, Joshua 1.3, every place that your sole of your foot will tread. Same thing upon I will give to you, just as I promised Moses. See, what you walk is what you get. Are you saying, preacher, this is a blab it and grab it type message? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying this, though, is that when you see something in the spiritual that God shows you, it's not blabbing and grab it. It's him showing you. And now... and now you hear him, and now you will see what he said. God does not stutter. Yeah, oh, oh, I did, that's not what I meant. Uh, uh, no, God doesn't do that. Because whatever he speaks, says this in Isaiah, it doesn't repur, rep, uh, return to him empty, but it accomplishes the very purpose in which he sent it. You, you guys feel some vision in the room? Man, leave it. See it. But man, we got to walk it. we got to walk it. You know what I like to do during the week? I go for walks. Here's what I've walked. I've walked Oakland University. I walked that school. I'm all over that place. I'll walk that little tower in the center of the college. I'll walk it because there's something that draws me there. Why? It's the generation. It's the minds that are being molded. I want to be there because, God, I know you have something planned for this university. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to walk in this thing. I'm gonna get on my, my, my Nikes, my, my, I'm going in. I'm walking this campus, and as I'm doing it, here's what I'm saying, every place in which my foot is on this campus, I take authority in Jesus' name. God, would you save this, students? God, would you only, only open their minds to the deep things of engineering? But God, may they know you personally, God, deeply. But I, but I walk in. You wanna know where I walk? I walk buildings. I like that building right there. I could see us in there. I'm walking that sucker. I'm walking it. I see it, see? But see, we've we got to get beyond this. Man, this sounds crazy. No, no, no. It's when you've been in environments like this. I've seen two buildings in California in which our home church is going into in just a month. Guess what? That building was walked. Yes. Wow. Parked in the parking lot. Turning on the music. Getting crazy in that car. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, God, I'm a fate. you see. And watch what God does in those environments. See, Coincidences cease to exist when we pray about it. Man, it just happened. Did it just happen or did you pray about it? Did you leave it? Did you see it? And did you walk it? I'm just telling you right now, this is for applicable for everybody. In the business world, walk your building. Your marriage, guess what? Walk your marriage bed. Guess what? They're not home. Guess what? Walk the bed again. I don't care. Things getting crazy in your house, walk your living room. My wife, even this, this was crazy, is uh um right when we moved into our house, my wife had a picture of her walking our house. She took some anointing oil. You don't know, get all crazy. You know, it's not, if She wasn't doing an exorcist. It's just none the oil represents anointing, the presence of God. She walks around our house and just anoints our property. And it's crazy what God does there. You know, people have gotten saved in our house. You know, people have gotten healed of cancer in our living room. Coincidence, Pastor Chris. No, no, no. We walked the house. We already walked it. And so it's while a college student who came and served uh, here at uh, New Wave Church on a Sunday came over to our house, he said, it was crazy. I, I was out on the back porch and God gave me this picture of that there's fire around your house. And actually before my wife even walked our house, she said this, God gave me a picture of, of, of walking our house and there's gonna be a fire barrier around our, our house. Never shared it with her. She comes and stays with us and that's what she saw too in the spiritual. I'm just telling you this, guys. I want us all to experience the deep things of God. This isn't crazy. We need to take the action step and walk it. Norris, where, we, where we've been, we actually drove it. Seven mile an hour drive. I see a dream center there one day. I see it. A day that we're going to get an old Pentecostal church there. And we're going we're gonna to retrofit that thing. We're going to bring it up, up to date. And I see a place where individuals, the down and out, the up, whoever it is, are going to go to that place. They're going to be able to meet God spiritually in that place. And then also, too, they're going to actually get the practical needs of their families. I see it with my eyes. So what do we do? We drive it. I'm just telling you guys, could we just for the next seven days get crazy? Begin to walk the environments of the things in which you see. We see miracles take place. And once you see it and you walk it, now you need to do this last thing. You need to move it. Say, move it. Move it. Move it. Genesis chapter 13, verse 18. And maybe, uh, Nate, if you want to come and play some keys. Genesis chapter 13, verse 18 says this. The last thing it says is so, Abraham, after all of this stuff in the passage, here's what happens. So, Abraham moved his tent. Abraham didn't, say, Abraham didn't stay in the same place, but he moved it. Every God vision will require a radical step of faith. This is what separates a believer right here. I'm just telling you right now. Did G, is Jesus enough to get you into heaven? Or is he enough to bring heaven here on earth? That's a question to ask ourselves. Because if you believe he's big enough to get you into heaven, I'm just gonna tell you this and then you go on to believe what God can do here, you're gonna see miracles take place. I see it, guys, with my eyes. Not just to leave it, see it, or walk it, we need to move it. Every God vision will require a radical action of faith step. Here's the great, one of the greatest quotes I've ever read, but what's wild about it, it's anonymous. It says, the greatest reward is finding what God has called you to do. Once you find it, The author says, sell everything and go do it. That's faith. It's even feel like in this this series what we're gonna be embarking on the next few weeks is that type of faith. Every single year I will preach on certain themes, one of it is on faith. Not faith that is not anchored, that's crazy. But faith that is anchored in the word of God, I'm just telling you it's gonna release life, it's gonna release blessing, and signs and wonders will follow us. We don't meet on Sundays just to see those things, but it's promised that we will see those things as we follow God. I just wanna encourage you today. Spend time with God this week. Ask these questions, what do I need to get out of? Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a friendship, maybe it's an environment, whatever it is. I'm just telling you this. Once you step out of that, what's what's gonna take place? God is gonna be able to speak to you. We should be able to see him clearly. And then whatever he reveals to you, whatever it is, write that thing down. I got I got logs on my phone of all the things in which God reveals to me. And I spend most of my time praying about it. And once I see it, then you know what I do? If it's if it's a practical thing I can do, I'm gonna I go for a walk. Why? Because Adam and Eve did that too. So they walked with God in the coolness of the day. We can have that type of relationship with God. If the veil was torn in the temple and the Spirit of God was released to anyone that believed, why don't we spend time with them? Why don't we dream with him? Imagine, man, if God got a hold of this man, what could take place? What can God do in the youth of this city? What can God do with the broken? What can can God do in my marriage if we begin to dream with him? Because what matters most, what matters most in our life is what God reveals to us in his his presence. What do you say to your feet today?